This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Halloween is this weekend and it's a very special time. It's the only day of the year when dancing can get a boner without medical assistance. It's like Groundhog Day, except no matter what happens, it's nothing but loneliness the rest of the year. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. We're so back. Sad. It's Halloween I, week. I guess you could say his hog is grounded. <laughs> you could say that completely. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It's Rob here with Sid. Hello. And Darren. Hi, Rob. Noah's not here this week. She's on assignment. No, she's not. I just wanted to say that. I mean, Sounds somebody good. assigned her. Somebody assigned her. It's not us. It wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't do it uh, if it was us. <laughs> uh, but uh, we are here. We have a great show today. And uh, thank you for tuning in. It is the week of Halloween. And I have to say, Sid, I know you're not a big fan of people dressing up for Halloween. You think it's silly. It's but I love Halloween. I, I've decided of the Q4 holidays, <laughs> it is my favorite holiday. And that would be Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, which Don't is probably my least favorite. No Hanukkah? Sure for you. Oh, yeah, Hanukkah. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Can I pick that apart a little, Sid? Do you... Because I, I don't remember talking to you about this. Do you oppose children dressing up as well, or is it the fact that adults partake in it? It's the adults. It- it's the adults. There's an age limit for you. Yeah. What is so that? Like, once you start high school, you need to stop dressing up. I'm usually not on the more extreme side than Sid, but I think I fall on that side. I think it's dumb for kids, too. <laughs> uh, I mean, why, I'm why? fine with that. I'm not going to dispute why? that take. I mean, why have can- any fun? I'm not opposed to kids dressing up and doing costumes. I just feel like it's a dumb reason to do that. It's a dumb, kind of a dumb holiday. And it's like, you know, believe in like ghouls and vampires and stuff. And like, that's my favorite part. I love the macabre. I love the more, the more like your apartment. Day of the Dead stuff. No, I'm too lazy to do that. But what I was going to say is, <laughs> it's too spooky to clean and decorate. Yeah, I'm not into decorating, but I love walking around and seeing everyone else's decorations, and it really puts me in a fun mood. I just love the grimness. Like, you just, if you take everything literally, you know, people just have skulls out, and, and it's so morbid, but mm-hmm. like cute <laughs> and yes and i love that i it puts me in such a good mood because i'm such a cynical person that it's like it's a cynical way to celebrate i feel you know like the creepier the more festive you know what's funny <laughs> is if you walk through bay ridge or bensonhurst when it's not halloween i feel like the halloween decorations sort of lower the morbidity factor because they usually have like jesus with 48 nails pounded through it yeah you're right it's really not that different than religious uh visuals but yeah i don't know i just it it puts me in a fun everyone's kind of like uh like play you know uh Part part of the gag, I guess, is what I want to say. I, my, my brain stopped working, and I, I I really and it just seems very, it seems good natured. Everything is in the spirit of fun. Uh, having said that, I think haunted houses are stupid. 
<laughs> I think I'm being a little bit of an old crank because I really don't I don't have that strong of an opinion on it. I do think it's a little silly, but I agree with what you said about uh, it being in good fun. And I, I do like when things like make people participate in in a phenomenon, you know, and, and yeah, and, and I think kind of not being dicks to each other for a little while. Yeah. And so, like, I think the other thing that I love about Halloween is it really allows the point of it is to be creative. There's mm-hmm. no set rules like, you know, for Christmas, you have to just wear your Christmas. Sweater. I mean, I guess you could be creative with the kitschy Christmas. I don't know. But you know what I mean? It's like there's a set set guideline of what's to happen yes. with Halloween. There are no rules. It could be uh, as silly or as sexy as, as, you know, or whatever as you wanted. And that's kind of what I love. Like, I love on sitcoms when they would have Halloween episodes just because they have to, like the writers have to essentially come up with a costume that that character would wear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some do it better than others, but I feel like the sitcom that nailed the Halloween format and the annual Halloween show is Roseanne because every one of them is really fun and it's almost out of canon, some of them, because they just become like, it's a wonderful life, but but a horror movie, you know? I don't uh, remember and, any of that. Uh, there was one, I think, where uh, Roseanne had, like slept through Halloween or she got into a fight with everyone and there was a big costume party and then kind of like the ghosts of Halloween past, present, future come and show her the costume party and how everyone kind of misses her. I, I, I'm like vaguely remembering it, but. But clearly it left like, a huge mark on you as a child. Well, I remembered most of it, certainly. Uh, and uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't recite it word for word for you, Sid. I don't need word <laughs> for word, but at least like a complete na- a narrative arc explained. That was the narrative. And then there was like a big punchline where she came in and like shit on everyone as Roseanne does. Like literally? <laughs> yes, literally. She shat. Yeah, she dropped her trap. That's on the DVD. That was what she was pushing for that. And she wouldn't. I was going to say, that's what she wanted to do in the writer's room. But the standards and practices wouldn't yeah. let her go that far. Sounds like some season 10 shit when she's yeah. in the lottery. Uh, I just want to yeah. shit on people and stuff. <laughs> that's Can like I say that or Louis Anderson? Nope. It's, is there a big difference there? Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, basically, aged what, into the other. Yeah, in that buckets or whatever when he plays the baskets. The mom. Baskets, yeah. <laughs> it shows you how much I watched oh, that. Oh, it was so good. I I so I did good. I I didn't not watch it out of not liking it. I just never got around to completing it. It was funny. Uh but he's basically doing Roseanne, right? I mean Well, he claims he was just doing an impression of his mother. But Yeah. Could be the it's same in, thing. It's in the Roseanne wheelhouse for sure. You yeah. have to The say. voice for sure. But I think he played a nicer person than Roseanne. <clears throat> can, yeah, oh yeah for sure character. i just meant the i just meant the aesthetics of it yeah yeah, yeah. but can i, can I, I can i shout out a video that i watched recently uh did you say roseanne? you wanted to shout out a video no that's what roseanne did <laughs> uh, what this guy shout out did like a, a an essay on the first nine seasons of roseanne which is fantastic uh, it's called oh roseanne i think i might have seen this Roseanne of the Connors, a leftist reading of the first nine seasons. And it sounds like some boring, like political shit, but it's really not very uh, in-depth, funny, insightful, really good. Uh, I think the guy's name is Jose. So Rob should love him. 
And uh, yeah, <laughs> I love check all that out. It's very, if you like Roseanne, which I love, it's one of my favorite sitcoms ever. It's one of the best sitcoms of all time. Just because, yeah. like, like, and I, I did see this prose, and uh, I thought uh, that the author did a great point. And I even remember watching Roseanne. You know, I watched it when it ran the first time, but I think I was too young to really get like the deeper meaning of it. Mm-hmm. And then it was on TBS essentially three or five times a day. <laughs> yeah. I remember in my late teens, and there was one summer where me and my sister. Uh, watched through the whole series, basically. And this was already my third or fourth watch of the show. And that's when I started noticing all of these like pro labor, like all of these subtle uh, pro working class messages. It does it without stopping being funny too, which is good. Yeah. And, and it, it's like the drama of the show, like uh, one of the craziest early season like the first season episodes is when like Roseanne's boss, who that guy became a senator, right? Or something. Oh, uh, uh, tried to we, make, make an ex- the guy from in the real life. Boat. Yeah. I'm oh, not the love boat. He Fred, was, uh, something. Yeah. Fred Thompson. Oh, Fred that's Thompson. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy tries Scotty to make Warner. an example of her. It was like a pro union, essentially episode of the show. Cause she's kind of trying to rile everyone up to, not do some some part of the job that is unfair and he makes an example of her or something right. and it's a really he humiliates episode. her at work right yeah and of course being roseanne she gets the last laugh mm-hmm. uh in the chat in our youtube chat for our live stream or rapturous grief or rapturous grief rapturous 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 he's like a dinosaur Rapturous. That's how I saw it. Well, it's because he writes, Rob is going to dress up like a sexy Wolfman Jack. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Is there any other kind? Like, like I'll have a button down, but it's like cut. It's like a crop top <laughs> and like cut, like torn, like a wolf tore it. But do you know Wolfman Jack? Do you know what the yeah the DJ? Yeah. 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 We've talked oh, about it on the show. Somebody, All right. somebody, somebody previously, previously mentioned that they yeah. thought that I looked like Wolfman Jack. <laughs> Uh, to make it sexy, you should dress like a Wolfman jacked off on you. <laughs> Here's Wolfman Jack. There he is. Yeah, kind of got the. You don't really look like Rob, but he's got the Rob hair <laughs> and the yeah. facial hair. I believe yeah. this was like Rob's uncle or grandpa. I don't or have. Something. I don't have this thin of a beard. I guess I could shave my beard. Like he does, have it more of a thin sitch. This, this guy, when I was a kid, was all over television like he was like the number one b celebrity like he wasn't a big star but he was the ubiquitous like who would be that He'd be on those game shows essentially yeah yeah he was every he's like he's like the guy from ridiculousness rob dietrich or whatever (laughs) yeah whatever that guy's name what is that i don't know rob that guy you know pazabini i think his last name was (laughs) what was it or whatever his name what is happening? I was trying to load a Wolfman Jack video clip. Look at this hair, dude. Jeez Louise. Oh. <laughs> is that an old picture? It looks like very recent, but I know he's actually this looks like head. somebody wearing a costume. I think that's DJ Khaled. Actually, so it's essentially just like a Bob for our audio listeners. Rob, Rob describing a Bob. Hmm. Okay. A hairstyle. Or, uh, Pazabini or whatever his what? name is. 
I love that during that little clip, there's that stupid Frankie Palmieri music playing in the background. We can never just they have to hear that every time we play that clip. <clears throat> it puts you in the mood. It makes you feel like you're in the room with them trying to get the hell out of that room. <laughs> like I made without. a wrong turn at the metal club. I don't need I that need to mood leave so now. much. <laughs> You make a wrong turn at the metal club and somebody starts like sniffing your neck. That's what no. usually happens. <laughs> that that's that's Noah's experience. Yeah. Someone who shall remain nameless, by the way. Under our new policy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my my uh I just the one Halloween thing that I feel like if if they made this change, I would maybe like it more is if instead of candy we gave away savory treats. Oh. Like if you like mozzarella sticks to the children. Like a handful of French fries, maybe a bag of Doritos. Well, the, the thing is, they ha- it has to be sealed. Yeah. You know, it has to. Be, it has you don't to. want. So it doesn't have to be, but I feel like that's. It, it's kind of frowned upon to take. You know, it's sealed in breading. Foods. It's cheese that's sealed in breading. But you eat the breading too. That makes it even better. There's no. Waste. I do think that that's like kind of. I mean, I'm sure for kids it's a good problem, but I feel like most kids end up with too much candy. Like you don't need that much candy. And it's yeah. like, it's not like the type of food you could just donate. <laughs> you know, it's bad. Yeah. It's not. I mean, you get better than I nothing. Could. I you get, tell me some it? homeless people don't want to suck on some uh, Skittles oh, no. or something. <laughs> I know where you were going there. Come on. Now it's and later. Holiday. So just, I guess, <laughs> I guess if you have leftover Halloween candy, make a few pack care packages for your local homeless. They could, oh. they could use it. Or some leftover mozzarella sticks. After yeah. You know, bring kids don't want them. You know, it also would discourage the kids from eating them, I feel, because their par- the, the parents, they'd get these delicious mozzarella sticks and then they would never be allowed to eat them because the parents would be paranoid. Well, you know, what if it's like one of those there's a razor like- blade in there? Could be. Yeah, you could fit one. Depends how big. Some of these you thick gotta, ones, like the TGI Fridays ones, you could definitely fit a razor blade in there. Yeah. Or you get a or, big or it could be one of and then there's like a big, <laughs> there's a big hacksaw inside. It could also be a chopped up, like it's not the full razor blade. You know, like you cut the razor into tiny little pieces, you get a little razor mark, little razor. How, bits. How, what do you what are you Things using to cut up a razor? A razor, a razor. <laughs> <laughs> an epilady. No, a scissors. Uh, you get like sharp scissors. Razors are pretty thin. Is this how you put them in the apples? They cut them up with the uh, giving your detailed manifesto. I'm not gonna waste my razors on these fucking kids. <laughs> Fuck them. He just sends that to other metal bloggers in the mail, hoping no. to take out the competition. Here I made some, I here, lamb goat guy, I made you a dozen muffins. Enjoy for the season. And then all of a sudden the site's down. <laughs> I don't know how that that would happen by if I poisoned him. Why would the site be down? Like he didn't pay the server bill or something? Well, he'd be dead, so he couldn't pay the server bill. Maybe he has some. Maybe he's paid for it a year in ahead, a year, year in advance rather. So the site would just never update. Is that what yeah. you're saying, Rob? To get the joke more accurate? <laughs> okay, that would work. That would be understandable. <laughs> in the headline would still be a... about Vince Neil falling off the stage it's for eternity. <laughs> But then again, that might be an evergreen story. <laughs> if that was what got stuck on the front page, it'd actually work out for them. Because <laughs> he's just going to keep tumbling off stage for the rest of his life. Oh, man. It's like a Black Mirror episode or something or Groundhog Day. Just forever. Forever. I would watch that. 
just on a loop, just him falling off. But like, let's change up the stages. Let's not have it always, or like change up where, which part of the stage he falls off of. Right. Or the direction, like one you know, show, he, he just on. gets sucks up through a vent that yeah. pulls him up vertically instead of falling through the floor. Sometimes it's before the show. He's like sound checking and someone told him <laughs> there was like a pizza on the other end of the stage. He like walks yeah. over and then falls off trying to reach for a slice of pizza. Old classic banana peel. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Uh, he trips on Tommy Lee's cock. But the thing is, Vince Neil has to never be in on this reality show. Oh, like, for it's sure. Just different ways to make him fall. And he's just con- so con- confused and gaslit because he doesn't know why he keeps falling. <laughs> and we could like take odds on if he'll ever retire or he'll just keep falling off stages every day for his entire life. <laughs> I just can't handle it anymore, man. <laughs> it's like uh, the Truman Show of falling off of things. <laughs> he just never knows it's a show. <laughs> Slippery stages, oh, so, man. They come every year. We <laughs> talked about the the Vince Neil thing. Uh, the update is uh, Nikki Six gave a interview. He's promoting his new uh, autobiography, or like a second memoir. Actually, it's not an autobiography. Uh, but uh, the quote that he gave is that the text did not put any reflective tape on the edge of the stage to indicate it was the end, and that's how he didn't see that it was the edge of the stage. So, is, is he implying it was an inside job? That they did this on purpose? I mean, that would I guess that would be a fair implication. <clears throat> and then these texts went on to their day job where they were uh, key grips for Alec Baldwin's new movie. You want to just sabotaging everything. He shot someone on accident, but he thought he like the gun had blanks, I guess. I haven't they really were... dug into the story too much because it just seems so stupid. And I I feel stupid somebody died more than a paragraph about Alec Baldwin. People die there, all the time. I don't care. There that was blonde a blonde lady blogger died. I don't care about her either. And her husband or boyfriend in the fucking mountains. I don't care about one? people dying. What's that? Can you briefly sum that up? I don't that know. petito lady that all the news were talking about. She, they went on some kind of like backpacking adventure and he choked her out and left her in the mountains. I missed this completely. It is, you know, a good there was looking a big blonde girl. Yeah. Hmm. Props to and you then, for avoiding the coverage. Yeah, it's that's fucking annoying as hell. Well, wasn't there was like pre- a whole intentional. I just had no idea it happened. I envy you. There, there was a whole like kind of commentary on uh, true true crime blogs, like mm. or true crime podcasts about how they exploit these kind of things. You know, it's like this isn't something to be celebrated. You know, like this is a yes. Kind of, it's also I just agree. not worth this amount of coverage. It's just, people die every day. Why does this one? young attractive blonde lady get to have headlines on all the news channels for a month when everyone else who dies it's like not a big deal just ridiculous those um those blogs are just very offensive (laughs) i came across one i guess that someone tweeted about it like the page that discusses these horrible murders it's like the biggest the show on patreon of any kind not just of true crime but like the biggest show on patreon And there was a there, a big picture of them like begging people to get on to join their Patreon, and they look like they just had a six year old's birthday party. They're both they're both doing the soy face, like you know, like this. And the person says, "POV, your beloved boyfriend just got murdered." And you see these two faces, like, "Oh my god, yes!" Ah! <laughs> like it's like a, it's almost like what you would imagine the clip art of a child's birthday party. How parents react. 
but it's a true crime podcast. So that came out of this hunch for this woman. Uh, yeah. But uh, what were we talking about before that? Alec Baldwin? <laughs> the Alec oh, Baldwin, Baldwin thing. Yes. So Alec Baldwin was on some low, relatively low budget movie and he was shooting a prop gun and the prop gun was properly pre- improperly prepared. And there was a uh, it was loaded with an actual bullet and then a tech on the set got shot and killed this woman. Uh, and then all of this came out that there was like the uh, crew on set were non-union, that there was a big walkout a few days prior. And then they hired all these other people and that the armorist, the person responsible for the guns is, was actually just some daughter of a famous armorist in Los Angeles. So armorist nepotism. Could you believe it? That's a thing. Was it Lena Dunham? Is it her again? Is she at it again? (laughs) What? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. She Mm -hmm. had a suppressed memory of shooting someone when she was six. (laughs) (laughs) If only she had just had tested it on Alec first. Yeah. A win-win situation. No. Yeah. I don't think he shot that many times. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a different story then. Just do that. That's better. That's probably what happened. Yeah, but I th- they think both sides kind of spun this into like, you know, people that hated Alec, Alec Baldwin for making fun of Trump were like, he's a fucking murderer. It's clearly yeah. not like, you know, intentionally trying to. Ki- but also, I think people were rushing to absolve him of judgment just because he did make fun of Trump and they hate Trump. So, so it was ridiculous. Like, it was like, you know, he is at some in some at some kind of fault here, I would say. I well, mean, he's he an the, executive producer on yeah. the movie. So just in that sense. And you could say, oh, he's just, an, you know, they let actors be executive producers on movies. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a credit. Well, still, his name is on this movie. His so name's on like, the box. You got to take yeah. some responsibility. Yeah. And uh, he fired the gun. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's the two things together. I feel. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like like we, that. I he fired that I don't think is a reason to blame him for it. You know, it was an accident. It's it not like he accident. knew. He knew. I guess maybe you could say that he himself should have checked to see if there was any live rounds. But how you think Alec Baldwin knows? Yeah, how would you know? Yeah. He would know. Of, he would know. Uh, well, isn't the, wasn't the point that they don't use any rounds, even like blanks anymore? They just have like CG. They, it just no, like it's some mechanical thing with the gun, and then they. Uh, not on like this a, set. Some, some something goes off, and it's like, a, but it's not a, a like actual a bullet that flies of? out. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it works, but I was reading about it, and he said like the fact that there was a live any round at all in there was an accident. I may be misunderstanding Yikes. that. I mean, honestly, he's very wealthy and he did pull the trigger on this woman. So at the very least, he should give her family a shit ton of money, whether a court tells him to or not. Well, we'll see about that. Like just well, why not? Somebody better be covering her costs and like her children's like college funds or whatever. Does she have children? Do we know if she has children? Yeah. No, oh. she does. He doesn't give Daniel Baldwin any fucking money. You think he's gonna give a total stranger? <laughs> That's anything? true. Fucking deadbeat. Direct to DVD movies every month. Where's William? Why wasn't William the armorist? That sounds Ooh. like a good metal band name too, the Armorist. Yeah, I'd listen. The Armed is a band, but that's most bands. Not the, not Isn't the John Schaefer in that band? 
Armed Anderson. That's gonna be a band <laughs> Do you know that story, Sid? I know you're not like. I, I did. I did send it to him, but we should play this clip on the show. Okay, this let's is worth do it. I heard like bits and pieces. Why don't you set it up, Dorinsky, for people who have no knowledge of pro wrestling? Uh, I honestly don't know how it started. I just know the meme is that Arne. I think there was some some clip that was unearthed of him or something because he. No, he, no. Okay, so I'll set it up. So uh, he sh- he likes guns. Is the point? Uh, basically, Arn Anderson is this Hall of Fame performer uh, from the seventies and eighties who uh, very in well adult films uh, in pro wrestling. Oh, thank right. you, said and adult films. <laughs> He's a bear. How fucking hell he's the original him and Wolfman Jack were the original bears he is the iconic prototype bear so he was uh, (laughs) Rob could you quickly call Noah and ask her if she would have sex with Wolfman Jack and Arn Anderson at the same time I'll tell (laughs) I bet Um, you she'd be attracted to Arn Anderson like oh his hands could you imagine yeah because he's like 70 but I mean like in his in his Viral man. Yeah, he's, he's giving off serious daddy vibes. And so uh, he was a member oh, of the Arn form. Anderson, only 63. That's hmm. shocking. That can't be. Sounds right. He was so he was like 23 when he was in the NWA and doing all that stuff. And he looked in his late 40s. Even then, it's crazy. Yeah, he, he looked like in his late 40s. His son is wrestling now and he looks like he's in his late 40s. <laughs> we'll show a photo in a bit. Anyway, so he's this legendary wrestler. He was in this group, the Four Horsemen, with Ric Flair. Of course, he was like essentially Ric Flair's right hand man. He's the enforcer. The enforcer, and uh, their their main adversary, the main good guy, was Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, uh, another legendary wrestler. So Dusty Rhodes' son is now a big time wrestler, Cody Rhodes, and it turns out that Arn Anderson is his mentor. His kind of advisor, manager kind of role, his coach. That's essentially how they bill him. And uh, Cody Rhodes is has been on a bit of a losing streak lately. And it's kind of like that Rocky three moment or Rocky four when, you know, he's fa- he's rich and famous and he's got all, all of the success. And now it's kind of getting to his training. And so Arn Anderson is giving this uh, interview where he's trying to uh, motivate Cody Rhodes. And it goes maybe a little too far. You go like, wait, what? Uh, but in the best way possible. So I, I think that's basically sets everything up here. I, let's play this clip. Put Arn's face. Cody, <laughs> stop talking. Stop talking. July the 7th, Malachi Black came into our life. Malachi Black is the wrestler that Cody Rhodes is feuding with who has destroyed Cody Rhodes in their feud. He has systematically destroyed every one of us. He used (laughs) me to get to you, but it's your fight. The first time he totally destroyed you, you start taking your boot off. What's that all about? We didn't talk about that. You come back for number two. I got this. You finally get him hurt. What do you do? You roll out of the ring to see about me. To hell with me. It doesn't matter. It's not about me. Come back for number two. You should have finished that fight. Here it comes. Here's some differences, though, Cody, that's going to prevent you from going one inch any further. 
Malachi Black is an assassin. He's a predator. He will do anything in the world to win a match and destroy the man that he's in there with. Ask Lee. Ask Brock. And just the fact is, I would step in and take the fight, but I'm just too damn old. Oh, That's how manly he is. But I'll tell You're you younger what, than most of the guys in WWE, I think. There's two differences between you and I, Cody. Here we go. You pull up to a red light. A man jerks your door open, says, out of the car, I'm taking your car. You say, okay, take it. <laughs> just don't hurt me. <laughs> you know what I do? I pull out the Glock, put it on his forehead, and spill his brains all over the concrete. What? I'm on Anderson and all that that implies. And I'll be. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about on Anderson? So wait, yeah. the guy that jerked your door open didn't also have a gun and pointed at you first. He just was like unarmed and just asked for the car yeah. in this hey, scenario. Can I have your car, man. You look like an hey, old guy. Hey, give me your car. <laughs> Cody Rhodes is like, okay, don't hurt me. Like, oh, yeah, I wasn't going to hurt you. I just wanted your car. You know what this is? I think Arne Anderson murdered a valet Parker. <laughs> He's just retold the story in his head to make it seem like he was being robbed. That was but one of my he... favorite 80s porn stars, by the way, valet Parker. <laughs> yeah, she was nice. I liked her sitcom, Valet Parker, Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know, right I didn't, after Widget the World Watcher. I didn't actually see that promo. I just saw people memeing about it. And you know what I thought it was? I thought like some video. You're talking about Art Anderson right now. Yeah. Yes. Not <laughs> Valley Parker. Can't lose. Uh, I thought it was that like some some old like shoot thing like from the old days surfaced. Mm-hmm. Where he talked about shooting people. And that's somehow I read that into that, and I never saw that uh, dynamite promo. Because yeah. you'd think like nobody's making that promo in 2021. It's got to be like something from like 1987 yeah. in Georgia, right? No, nope. and it is. <laughs> it's a guy from 1987 in Georgia. He's probably had that in his back pocket since then, just waiting for the right moment to use it on a show. That was great. Was there and more? Because he said there's two things that are different about us, and that was the first thing. What was the second thing? Cody's uh, 73 years younger than him. That's the other thing. <laughs> I think the other one is that he doesn't listen. No. Oh, maybe not. Not They just had preferred different Van Halen vocalists. <laughs> <laughs> they always fight about that. And so, yeah, there's all these now. Oh, go ahead. He likes Karen? to make Vince Neil falling through trapdoor jokes, and uh, Cody <laughs> thinks they're, they're not tasteful they're enough. <laughs> So there's all these like Glock Anderson memes now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like someone took a photo of him doing the four symbol and just putting a gun. <laughs> so good. And just him and his gun. Look at the, the Sopranos one. Look right there on the right. He's <laughs> the same letters from the title. What's that one where he's an orange shirt? On the right. Oh, guns don't kill people. I kill people. And it's his head pasted <laughs> on. Okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> so this is his son, Brock Anderson. He does look older than his father. Except the hair. <laughs> like the other than the hair, he looks like an old man. Definitely has the dad bod. <laughs> he even like self deprecatingly mentioned that in a in a promo recently. Did you see that? Or maybe it was like a month ago, but he said something like I inherited your dad bod or something. He was 
He looks like he definitely follows Varg on social media. No. <laughs> I'll say that about him. But only to only to be against it. It's just to monitor. Right? <laughs> That's right. He's the enforcer. Oh, so he's wrong. 24, this guy. Brock wow. Anderson. An old 24, <laughs> My man. My goodness. Full head ahead there, though, so I can't really talk too much shit. It's thinning. It's thinning. Full he's head ahead. He's got head, beast at 24. Full head of hair. What did I say? Did I, I think you said full head of head. Oh, which well. I like. That could be the show title, too. <laughs> That's our X-rated edition. And the Patreon. Yeah. Also, I want to give a shout out to Luna Vashon. I just got the shirt today, so I wore it. Oh. Uh, she was the subject of an episode of Dark Side of the Ring on Vice, which I want to say that, like, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I would highly recommend the show. You don't need That's to great. be a wrestling fan to watch it. In fact, I've talked to, like, I forget who it was, I, maybe a barber of mine or something. Someone in my everyday <laughs> life was just like, oh, you like wrestling? I forget how it came up. But it was like, Brutus the Barber Beefcake is your bar. Actually, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and they were like, oh, I don't even like the show. I don't even like it. Uh, I don't even like wrestling. But oh. this, this this documentary series is very good. I remember who it is now. It wasn't my barber. It was actually the singer of Entheos, Cheney. Uh, can, we get, can, can we get them on the show and, and, and point out to them that you confused them with your barber? No. <laughs> We've had her on the show before. What We've were you, her you just show. chat with her offline? Yeah, we're friends. Well, I can't be friends with people. I don't we're know. smoking buddies. Anytime we're in the same vicinity. Oh, she's a New she's, Yorker? No, she's <laughs> a West Coaster. But like at Nam, she smoked me up and then they came here and I smoked them up, her. And, and then you just text me. about wrestling documentaries? We follow each other on social media. And I think I uh, posted about like I posted that I was at a wrestling show and she commented about it. that's how she brought it up. It was just re- mm. responding to my Instagram story. Okay. So have you sorry? Been to her, for a sit. Have you been to her salon, though, or just uh, <laughs> she's not she's not a stylist. No. I, as far as I know, she might be. Um, but yeah, so this show, Dark Side of the Ring, excellent show. It basically kind of sh- the, the name says it all. It, it talks about uh not so pleasant stories in wrestling's past and there are plenty and and every almost every episode i can't say that there were too many weak episodes and there are very many strong episodes and the loot of one was very very sad uh because you know here was this very metal wrestling character her she was the anti-pretty she was like her whole gimmick is that she was a psycho, essentially. And she's not uh, bad looking she, at all. She just sort of uglied herself. She up. uglied herself up. She like really, yeah. And she had, she made really good use of, of of makeup and everything to make herself look crazy. And uh, she was essentially a trailblazer in that sense because there wasn't anybody that kind of really portrayed themselves like that. Like all the women always tried to portray themselves as beautiful and she was anything, but, and in a way was ahead of her time because all she ever wanted was the uh, women's championship in WWF, which at the time really didn't even mean anything, but she just really wanted it because uh, she came from a wrestling family, her uncle and, and, and grandfather and, were champions she just wanted it but then and, and it sacrificed her entire life for it like her she like didn't stay with her family why what are you rolling your eyes Sid? i don't know if she said i mean i don't think she knowingly sacrificed her entire life she just went after a career 
Yeah, and she was like, also very into drugs, and then she was very she, into drugs. She didn't like her. say, "I'll kill myself on Tuesday if you give me the belt on Monday." No, but uh, she didn't. She, you know, didn't watch her kids grow up and all that stuff. They grew up fine, so that might have been, yeah. <laughs> actually might have been, been to their benefit. Yeah, her son was on either Chopped or like Hell's one of those Kitchen, I think. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, which is crazy. Good for him. He's a famous chef. Yeah. Too, too bad that didn't work for Benoit's kids, though. <laughs> well, yeah. See, that's he what has, happens when they stay around to parent their children. He has one kid that's that lived, though. Yeah, because that looks exactly Chris like got him. the hell out of there. Uh, that, they, 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 there's a dark side of the ring on Chris Benoit that is brutal. That is it's it's so that's the other thing about this is a lot of these stories for me personally, I know them very well. And even knowing the stories, I always leave these uh, documentaries uh, learning something new, something I didn't know. And I think a big reason for that is they actually go and talk to the people involved or their family members. And they provide this perspective that you just wouldn't hear through the wrestling gossip. Well, it's just very interesting stories about human beings. And I think they approach it from that way. And it just happens to be thematically cohesive through wrestling. But I mean, it's stuff that every human being can relate to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And I think the season finale is this Thursday. It's Mm -hmm. about the steroid trial. That's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's also the first time WWE's main attorney, Jerry McDivitt, is going to be publicly commenting on this trial. So it should be very interesting. He's just a lump of grass. What the fuck is that name? <laughs> he's their he's their power. He's like the guy in uh, in the Simpsons when Mr. Burns brings in his team of attorneys, like with the blue hair, like that's yeah, it. with those bifocals. Yeah, he's just the the head the head dude. So what else? Sid, you got a little photo of barbecue in your background, yes, sir. You made a quick jaunt to Two Texas. Days. Two days there was a sale Tell on JetBlue. There was a sale on what? On JetBlue, oh. airfare was cheap. My wife, my wife went for like a week and a half. I just joined for the final couple of days just to cram as much food into my face as I could and then head back home. See, I, I thought you were going to say there was a sale on ribs, so you went down. Oh there. no, these ribs were full fucking price, my friend. But they were probably the best ribs I've ever had in my life. They were fantastic from oh, Franklin Barbecue. I got to say, those sausages behind that look even better than the ribs. They were fucking tremendous. Also, the potato salad, not pictured, but it was also delicious. They We got some dessert. They had little mini like pies and tarts. We got those. Those were great. That place is legit. And it's great because usually like in non-COVID times, it's like hours waiting online to get in the, to the place. They're only open a couple of days till like stuff sells out. And by the time you get to the front of the line half the stuff is sold out but mm-hmm. because of covid they're doing like curbside pickup so you just place a pre-order i placed the pre-order when i bought the airline tickets like two months ago month ago and we pulled up they told us go into that parking spot we'll bring it out to your trunk and it was all the stuff it's great is that the one that's run by the old lady or a no place? that was snows that was last trip this one is in austin like right in austin right it's by the right in downtown so it was super convenient i landed my flight landed my wife and mother-in-law picked me up. We drove right to Franklin to pick up barbecue. We got uh, a, we, yeah, hell yeah. Well, cause it's like 10 minutes it's away quick, from the airport. So it's also a, it's a quick flight. It's not even like a, 
It's not like you're jet lagged from a, a flight from New York. to. So Boston. we got all the different like cut up meats, but we also got uh, barbecue beef sandwiches. We figured we'd eat those like right away. And then the rest of the stuff would be for like throughout the weekend, whatever. So we like we got we, we were like looking so for how somewhere that, we I'm could sorry. park. Oh, how ahead. does that work? The barbecue beef sandwich? Is that just brisket or how is the beef like cut so, up? Okay. Is brisket. There's a chopped brisket with sauce and pickles and onions mm, on a got it. like normal hamburger bun. Got it. And okay. I housed that shit. But I'm the best part was like we we were we had to find like somewhere to park and eat this because like my mother in law's house is about an hour south of Austin. So we couldn't like we wanted to eat right away. So we just had to like drive around the neighborhood of where Franklin Barbecue is and find somewhere to like pull over and just stuff our faces. <laughs> and so we saw there's like this one little parking lot, like at a strip mall that had a bunch of cars in it. But there were a few spots that we pulled into there. And then we quickly and we quickly started eating and we realized that, oh, this is the parking lot for the church across the street. And this was Sunday morning. So like we're sitting in this car full on stuffing our faces as like the entire African-American community of Austin, Texas is like parking their cars in their finest Sunday clothes and going into this church and then just all looking at us like, what the fuck are you? They're probably jealous because they're not stuffing their faces with barbecue. They probably they do it church. after. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking heathens inhaling barbecue meats. Steve Harvey church suits. <laughs> I oh, felt those. sort of bad, but it made me eat faster. Oh. I housed that shit. It's good stuff. So, well, well, the ribs were your favorite. What was your yes. second? Second favorite was probably the sausage and then the potato salad. But the pulled mm. pork was good. The brisket was good. It was all good. It's just different levels of good. Damn, no, I want barbecue. Yeah, please. I'm waiting it. till my birthday, which is mm. in about uh, five, uh, sorry, two months and a week. And uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a, like a nice prime rib, go out to a nice restaurant. You're all invited. By the way, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, but I'm once a year because I'm trying not to eat red meat. But I'm, I can't, I, I can't suppress it much longer. Like I have to. I'm, I'm every time someone mentions a burger to me, I'm like, <laughs> I miss yeah. it. I've just been eating chicken, turkey, duck, all that stuff. That's pretty Ostrich good too. That one time I told you about. It's good. I love it. It's just. I would say you should also probably set some time the next day because you are going to have quite a session for pooping. Yeah. The next yeah. day? Yeah. Not necessarily. It might just be hours. later that same day. Depends my, how my, quickly you digest. I'm not acclimated to meat right now either, so it might be worse than it would have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say meat. I mean beef. Yeah. Eat plenty of meat. Even if I eat beef regularly, it's still like I it comes right out of me. That's a drop. So, Rob, you know, you know the deal. You were there after that know. Van Halen show. We've talked about it before. <laughs> I feel like I have a, a, some kind of delay period. You know, usually beef. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how it'll be this time, but it's usually like a eight to 12 hours before it starts assaulting me. Mm. Well, I feel like Sid has done so much more damage to his body. Yeah. That it's just the system is just much more fine tuned to just push out everything (laughs) that it doesn't, can't really get any sort of nutritious value out of. So that's a lot of the stuff that Sid eats. We had a very scary moment at dinner on Wait, was it? No, it was. Yeah, it was dinner on Sunday. So it was later that same day. We went to this place 
and we we were like eating. It was like a Mexican restaurant. We were eating outdoors on like their patio or whatever. And they were patio. Huh. <laughs> it was like like an elderly, like four elderly folks sitting at the table right behind us. Mm-hmm. So it's like two couples, two elderly couples together. And we're having our conversation. They're having their conversation. And our conversation gets quiet for a second. And all me and my mother-in-law hear from this one old guy sitting behind her is, I tested positive this morning. Oh, like they go off into something else and we couldn't really hear what else he was saying. And so for the rest of the meal, we're like. Test positive for what? Was he quoting someone? What? Huh? None of them are wearing masks. They're all very old. He he'd know better than to with COVID and come. What? We were just like, he's practicing a place. And it's I, I fucking hope so, man. Our buttholes were like this. The rest of we couldn't even enjoy the meal. We were too worried about. The fuck this old man behind us tested positive for you were outside you said right yeah that's why we didn't get up and leave and also i mm-hmm. still had to get my flautas i was waiting for my flautas to show my up. flautas the problem is that in texas you know it's good to be six feet away and you're outside there's very little risk of transmission but in texas there's so much COVID in the air that it just yeah. forms a, yeah. a weather front <laughs> yeah it's you it's can't true. escape it's true you really misled me, by the way, because I thought you were transitioning from what we were talking about into another poop story. <laughs> and that just took a big left turn. Yeah, no. At the end. no, no poop adventures this time. All, all oh. made it into the toilet safely. I there was so another. <laughs> there was another COVID thing, though. I shared this with Rob, but I also posted the picture in the Discord. Rob, if you want to bring up the pic, the weird lawn sign that my mother in law never had. I'll all show right. that one second. Uh, in addition to his don't vote for creepy Joe and Trump 2024 signs. I can get behind half of that. And then also drive like your children live in this neighborhood. So he's very concerned about people driving safely, but then all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I have never seen this neighbor. So I, I've, every time we drive by, I'm like very curious to see what this person looks like. Never caught a glimpse. Never caught a glimpse. He's either out. He's got a huge like trailer in his front yard. Maybe he's like camped out in there like a rifle wow but uh this this last time he put up this weird sign on his front lawn and it says well covid lawn don't let covid kill your lawn too i'll beat any bid out there and then he gives a phone number so i guess mm-hmm. he's a landscaper or right. pretending to be, I, I can't tell if it's a joke or if it's like a legitimate advertisement with a bad it's joke both. In, I got to take in, yeah. issue with this wording because it says, all right, correct me if I'm wrong on this. It says, don't let COVID kill your lawn, too. Yeah. So either he's talking to people who have died already, in which case he's not likely to get a lot of money out of this <laughs> endeavor. Like, have or you died from COVID? Don't let COVID <laughs> kill your lawn, too. Or yeah, he's talking a- to someone who lost a loved one, in which case, like, he's are you in the mood to, like, have your lawn yeah. landscaped? At that point, see, the way I interpreted it was that COVID killed his lawn, but now he wants to help save ours. But then why would I take help from you if you couldn't even save your own fucking lawn? That's his landscaping origin story. (laughs) He's in the Marvel extended universe. Oh, my God. Well, no, wouldn't it be DC? Sounds more like a Batman kind of. Yeah. COVID shot his parents. Yeah, you're right. The movie theater. He's vowed to fight back against COVID and creepy Joe. 
<laughs> this landscaper's mom's name is also Martha. <laughs> you know, like, why, why did you say that? How do you why know that name? <laughs> I do yeah. lawns too. Oh. Oh, okay. Murder. Anything, anything else in, in Austin uh, pop off while you were there? Uh, nothing else particularly interesting. Was, I mean, I was, only, I was there for such a short amount of time. There wasn't really much time for shit to pop off. Mm-hmm. Was it hot? Good eating. It? Yeah, it was like you know, 80s and low 90s. But we were s- mostly inside. There wasn't much like other than like walking from the car in the parking lot to the restaurant door. There wasn't much time spent actually outside. It's been pretty warm here until like the last two days. It was like 75, 80, like a few days ago in in New York, which it's already usually starting to be horrible weather here by now, Mm -hmm. by this time of year. Everything's crazy and upside down. It was supposed to be a huge nor'easter here. I thought my flight would get canceled. Mm -hmm. It was pouring here like yesterday, earlier today. It was really pouring. It was like at 9.30 a.m. It was as if it was dusk outside. It was so cloudy. Yeah, I missed all that, thankfully. What time did you land, Sid? Like a little after 2 p.m. Oh, oh my God. You were in two different time zones today. It's true. I prefer this one. This is the one true time zone. (laughs) Now, I also want to mention at the airport, there's a barbecue as well. Mm. Did you have at the airport? No, at the Austin airport. No, I had a pre-order waiting for me. Literally the second. No, but on I the way back uh, from, was the, no from the Salt we Lake, we were not trying to dilly dally at the airport. We got there as late as we could to still make our flight. There's something very weird about eating in an airport after you've landed. I, I you know, isn't that? Yeah. Weird? Oh no, I, no, no. I meant on your way back. When you were going to New York, yeah. you, but we did not. Sometimes I eat at the airport because there's just not enough time to stop and eat somewhere else. So I just also leave a half hour earlier to eat there. Our flight was so early that they're like actual restaurants. Oh, were open I see. Yet. Nice. It was just like the Starbucks and shit were open at that point. That's I don't think there's anything wrong with it when you're leaving. Yeah. You're in the airport waiting for a plane. I mean, that's yeah, right, you have right. time to kill. You're trapped. Yeah. But- to yeah. stay there and eat after you. Oh done. no no no! I wouldn't do that. That's crazy. I, I can't wait to get the fuck out of the airport when I land. Yes. Yeah. I mean, typically, I'd like to. I prefer to arrive as late as possible for my flight. Like, and I, if you travel more than twice a year, I cannot recommend TSA pre-check enough because mm-hmm. it just shaves at least at least an hour off of your wait time. Although I want to say now TSA pre-check is so ubiquitous that there's lines for pre-check now and it's like not as quick and now there's like there's clear which is even faster scientology shit that's pre-pre-check it's pre-pre-check exactly (laughs) i'll say on my flight to texas i was the only one on the pre-check line i got right in but also my flight like i got to the airport at like 5 a.m so there was not that many people in general but the pre-check line was definitely just me you left here at 5 a.m. or you got yeah, the, there at 5 a.m.? I got to the airport at 5 a.m. for like a 6.15 takeoff. I can't do it. That's good. If the airline, the airplane was less than half full. 
I got like my row to myself. There was nobody in the row behind me or in front of me. So it was worth it for that. And just like not having to worry about traffic to the airport. Like I was like, I'll wake up at 4 a.m. for this. It's worth worth it for just less people around because that's like what I hate when like the plane is packed and you're waiting to get off and people are standing in the aisle. They won't let you through. It's just I I just I hate people. I don't know if you know this about me. I hate people. So if I could be in a thing with less people, I will suffer some inconvenience to get Mm. that. I'm the opposite. I will suffer the inconvenience to not have to wake up at Mm. 3 a.m. But you're like a late night dude. You could just pull an all nighter. You could go right from being awake to the airport. I guess. I don't know. I just don't like there's something off to me about being around bustling areas at 6 a.m. That just bothers me. For some <laughs> reason. I don't like I like to consider myself detached from that world mm. in a way. Fair. But it did work yeah. out good because like we got like the fir- one of the first our, our check number for Franklin Barbecue was check number six. Mm-hmm. So we got there right at opening time. It's great. Apparently they were doing crazy business because people were ordering to tailgate at the F1 race, which I guess was in Austin when we when I flew in. I didn't think I thought that was like a European thing, but I guess F1 is in America now and popular. Who knew? I have no idea. Rob, are you big into F1 now? No. He watches the G1. Yeah, I'm big into the G1, the great one tournament in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm only up to the B block, so don't don't spoil. You can spoil the A block. I don't care. Did Arne I mean, it's over shoot now. anyone? I know. I'm saying uh, don't spoil it. I know it's over. Uh, also, I'm really into this new "Every Time I Die" record. "Every Time I Die"'s ninth studio album, "Radical," is out now via Epitaph. It's really really good. It's produced by Will Putney, who's also worked on "The Acacia Strain" on Body Count and "The Amity Affliction." Radical is the follow-up to 2016's acclaimed Low Teens, and it's 16 tracks of peak every time I die, alchemized by swampy summoning of Southern rock and coarse poetry. The music swirls beneath sardonic and clever wordplay, cementing the band as leaders, not followers. Album is really good. If you've ever dug Every Time I Die, I think you will really, really enjoy this album. I've been listening to it all weekend. I think you, you will dig it. And uh, I also want to mention that uh, Bad Wolves are going to be releasing their new record. And in the midst of 2021, Bad Wolves welcomed Daniel D.L. Laskowitz, previously of the Acacia Strain, as lead vocalist, ushering in a new chapter for their third full-length offering, Dear Monsters. Dear Monsters is led by the single Lifeline, and the Los Angeles band fuses unpredictable metallic intensity and impressive instrumental proficiency to arena-ready hooks, transforming from underdogs into elite platinum-certified hard rock contenders. Dear Monsters is out on October 29th, this Friday, on Better Noise Music. Also, I want to mention that Slipknot... The Knotfest Roadshow, still some dates left. They're one of the most thrilling and visceral musical collectives on the planet, and they're excited to announce the return of Knotfest Roadshow. Support comes from Killswitch Engage, Fever 333, and Code Orange. And uh, I think if you haven't broken your, your COVID cherry to see a concert yet, the Knotfest Roadshow is the way to go. Notfest Roadshow tickets are available at notfestroadshow.com. 
And uh, there's some dates left. You can, if you're in Del Val, Texas, or the Woodlands in Texas, Dallas, Albuquerque, or Phoenix, and the big Knotfest show in LA, get your asses to Knotfest Roadshow. All those shows are coming up in the next two weeks. All right. Seem, seems like just yesterday we were doing shows, interviewing people on this podcast, and wondering when shows were going to open up again, if they would ever. They are back. Here we are. I'm going by to the my way, first indoor show in a couple of weeks. What are you going to see? Nick Kroll. How nice. Not a concert, not music. Just one man standing on a stage and talking calmly. You don't know. He might yell. Hmm. Maybe a little bit. He's not super yelly. His he, When he does characters, they're sometimes yelly. He himself, not so yelly. Hmm. So will he be doing characters? I'm not sure. I think it's just like him doing stand-up. I think he sort of left the characters behind. But we'll see. But that you should know, be uh, fun I'm and sorry. terrifying. I was going to say, we've been mentioning a lot of wrestling here. Uh, and then you mentioned every time I die, your boy from that band is in uh, AEW. That's right. Andy Williams. He's the butcher. Yeah. I remember when we were at that show, the one where we got on television, uh, when he came out and started wrestling, you popped like, whoa, yeah. like Hulk Hogan in 1987 was. coming. He's my favorite. I, I'm so happy for him because <laughs> uh, I watched his whole journey and like he really it's not like he wanted to be a wrestler. Like he wasn't trying to get into WWE. He just wanted mm-hmm. to be a wrestler. He just wanted to uh, take some bumps and he trained really hard and like got injured. He had to have so- shoulder surgery. And I even went and I saw him at a indie wrestling show at a church <laughs> here in Brooklyn. Was uh, that at Our Lady of Guadalupe? It was not at Our Lady of Guadalupe. It was some Our Lady, but not of Guadalupe. It was a different one. Uh, it was in North Brooklyn. Um, it was Our Lady of Marmalade, I think. Uh, let me look it up, actually. But no, I, I, just, I just remember being at <laughs> that show, and it was like the first kind of indie wrestling show that I had been to in a really long time. And I had come to realize, like, oh, like most wrestlers, most people who are professional wrestlers are more likely to wrestle at this kind of show than at like WWE. Like the, the amount, the percentage of pro wrestlers that make it to that level is like very very small and it reminded me very much of you know going to concerts and seeing yeah. shows at like a vfw all and you realize like oh this is where everyone's paying their dues and i really enjoyed watching that and i really had a lot of respect for him for doing that because i mean he's in a really successful rock band and he's already done this with his band you know and and here he is just doing it again simply because he just loves doing it so and his it was band's cool. cool with it does he like have yeah. to, oh, they they love have to it. like schedule around his wrestling career? Yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, so anyway, then AEW comes along and now here's a new like he would have never uh, made it to WWE. I can't say never, but he's not exactly what they're looking for. He's not uh, as young as the typical wrestler that they sign. Yeah, I was just saying how the WWE has all these senior citizens. Come on, he's young. Right, but like, like as far as new guys, they try. They tend to sign younger guys. He's in his forties now. Oh wow! I think. I hope he could. He could pass for Arn Anderson's nephew. (laughs) He would love that. Uh, But uh, 
yeah, so here here comes AEW, and they just had the spot open for they needed these two enforcers, no pun intended. There you go. Uh, and and he filled the role. He came up with this character, and he worked it on the indies, and it got the attention of the secondary national wrestling brand. And now he's on TV every week, and it's really really cool uh, to see it. They're not Is even he a good necessary. wrestler. Oh, sorry. He's a, he 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 fills his role uh, well. He's not like one of the best wrestlers of all time, but he's competent, you know? And, How would you and, feel about him if he wasn't a friend? Like, what would be your review of him as purely as a wrestler without knowing the journey, without any of that stuff? Uh, I think there's a role for that kind of like, he, he has a real, I think he has a really good look for a wrestler. Mm. Uh, let me look at, let me. He's a mid Carter, you know, he's like, yeah, for, for his position. I think he does a good job. Is he a brawler? Is he a high flyer? Yeah, he's he a, a brawler. 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 Yeah. Not a good uh, like beat the shit out of you guy. Like a Bradshaw? Kind yeah, of, like a kind of like Stan Hansen. Uh, uh, he would be very flattered by the comparison. Oh my good God. Yeah, he's got he's got this. He's got I mean he's got that mustache that he I looks think like is a character really... from Gangs of New York. He does, yeah. He looks Certainly, like big yeah. bully so this... music. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's yes. why yeah, I mean he, yeah. I've definitely told him that. Uh so they're they're the butcher and the blade, and this is the bunny. He's the butcher. He's the blade. Uh, his partner's the blade. Okay. And it's pretty great. And like his partner comes out with this mask. Oh, that's creepy. But he takes it off. When he it's like that mask Kanye was wearing this week. <laughs> or was that last week? Might have been last week. Let's quickly talk about that, too. Uh, so Kanye West has been meeting with what's his name? Michael. Uh, Trump's old lawyer, Michael no. Cohen. Oh, Michael Cohen. Because if you recall, uh, uh, Kanye West was friends with Trump when Michael Cohen was in the inner circle or whatever. And so I guess he's kept good relations with Cohen. And he met with him for lunch in New York City and they sat outside. And naturally, paparazzi snapped all these photos. Uh, of the two of them eating together. And then so he when he when Kanye West wanted to meet with him again, with Michael Cohen again, he decided to wear a disguise. It looks like Eminem. It looks like a, a, a baby mask that he's wearing, but also he's decked out in Balenciaga, which is a very high end fashion brand that like their prices are too absurd for normal people to to afford. I feel. Yeah. Like he, he like a, looks a, a like baseball the, um... cap will cost that baseball cap costs like three hundred or four hundred dollars. Jesus. You know? So uh, just to give some context, so it's like only a certain level of person would be wearing this, and it was very clear it was him. And so he's meeting with Michael Cohen, and there's these same paparazzi photos <laughs> as from. From their previous meeting, except now he's wearing this weird fucking mask. Could you imagine being Michael Cohen? No, <laughs> no, I, I, you're right. I can't either. <laughs> but uh, well, he had to sit across from Trump too. Yeah, like, yeah. Is that, which is that point. really worse? Yeah, that's a good In point. This, he's used to it. From this angle, the mask looks more like Dennis Rodman in whiteface. Yeah, it looks like Dennis Rodman in white chicks too. <laughs> Maybe you know, that's it looks what like this a, is. Maybe they're filming like, for the sequel. Or, or maybe like a Kim Jong-un mask without the yeah. hair. I was going to say, it looks like a character on the Korean Heimlich instructions poster. 
<laughs> it's so weird. It has like different facial expressions. I feel like every picture, it looks slightly different. What kind that of fucking mask good. is this? Wait, go back to that other mask. Hold on. Go. There's another shot of the mask here. Slow. Oh, it, right here. Oh, no, no, no. Go. Go back wherever you were. Keep scrolling. This one. Wow. Go up again. <laughs> one more. Oh. Come on, Rob. Rob, you're missing the picture. Here, right here. Nope. Oh, you keep skipping yep. it. <laughs> there, that one. That's Whoa. Michael Cohen. Jesus. <laughs> that's scary as fuck. Oh, my God. Wait, that's Michael Cohen? That's Michael Cohen. That was worth The guy, the guy that looks like tries, a poor, poor man's Henry Winkler. That's Michael Cohen. <laughs> what are they talking about? That's what I want to know. What like, what advice? What advice does Kanye West need from Michael fucking Cohen? <laughs> Kanye is just like, him. who's lonely enough to hang out with me while I wear this mask? Oh, I bet Michael Cohen's got a clear schedule. And nobody wants to hang out with him. He's a New York lonely boy. <laughs> Definitive. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what when they grow up. That's what New York lonely boys are. Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get into tax fraud and shit. <laughs> Taxi Roll. medallions. Still the thickest New York accent. Oh my god! Award goes to Michael Cohen from that testimony. It's unbelievable. No. no, Michael Cohen. His his accent is a million times. Cuomo at least tries to sound intelligent. Yes, I am uh, uh, enunciating today, yeah, and, and he speaks slowly. Whereas Cohen just doesn't try. Let me let me pull up. Some of his testimony. I am an erudite uh, consumer of gabagool. <laughs> That's my favorite kink song. Consumer of gabagool. Erudite consumer oh. of gabagool. Yeah. Isn't that dedicated follower of fashion? Oh, That's the and song. Nothing but the truth. So yep. help you God. President Donald Trump's longtime personal attorney. Get to the voice. Hi, right, boy. Today, to tell the truth about Mr. Trump. Can you please Mr. Trump. describe for us, to the best of your recollection, you were present. A couple of days, there's going to be a massive dump of emails. Oh, a massive dump. Severely mm. hurt That's what happened after Sid landed. Campaign. So, Mr. Trump was aware of Damn right. his behalf. Did the president or his company ever inflate Franken? assets or revenue? <laughs> So yes. got kicked Did out. the president ever provide <laughs> inflated assets to an insurance company? to you. Yeah, we discussed it. Everything had to go through Mr. Trump, and it had to be approved Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump. I don't know. Everything he sounds done. on a par with Cuomo. I feel he's trying to do it, an educated uh, Goomba. Yeah. Well, this is like him on his best behavior. That's true. Yeah. I want to. Get, I wanted to see the the more, 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 more. <laughs> But I guess there's no don't remember this. Oh, like, I, would you say it was 10,000 more, 20,000 more, 30,000 more? That's <laughs> like in the debate with Hillary Clinton when Trump just went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to Rob the other day about how, like, Trump every day gives me a migraine. But like Trump once every two weeks, I can handle that. Like, it gives me like a little chuckle. <laughs> You yeah, know? like his recent statements were pretty funny. I found this more clip before we just get off uh, call. Let me just play this clip really quick. Okay. Um, how many times did Mr. Trump ask you to threaten an individual or entity on his behalf? <laughs> Quite a few times. 50 times? <laughs> more. 100 times? More. 
200 times. More. 500 times. Probably. Over the, over the 10 years. Over the 10 right, years. So why didn't he just say 500 in the first place? Yeah. Why didn't he make a deal? I don't know. It was just so fun. more. more. He's like enjoying he his time in the, the spotlight. He's, he's milking that shit. She's just on the prices right here. It's like 200. What dollar? 500. Higher. Higher. 700. <laughs> I like the woman in the background who is like marking out as if like she was rooting for the higher number. Like she bet someone on the side and she was very excited when he kept saying more. Trump's going to be impeached if it's over 1100. Yeah. Which one? This one? The blonde or the brunette? The one, no, the one next to her who looks like Sarah Palin. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Look yeah. at how excited she is. <gasps> oh, she is very excited. <gasps> yes. She's like the type of audience member that producers love. <laughs> <laughs> is she like one of those seat fillers? Like, she has nothing to do with this trial. She's like at the Oscars when someone gets up to take a leak, they hire an animated person to sit there. I was going to say, like, I kind of I would want to live in the universe where like Trump has a has a Twitter feed, but no nuclear button access. Can we set that up? Like well, he's got that new app coming out. You could just download that. Who's going to have that? Like three incels on the fucking Q Patriot 1776.info are going to sign up for that. That's it. I'm already working on the live cast account for that app. <laughs> oh, what's so funny is that uh, they announced the app and I guess registrations weren't open, but the security is so shitty that someone figured out how to log in and set mm. up an account for as Trump and like all these other <laughs> things. So like it was already hacked on its first wow. day. That's great. Uh, and so they had to shut it back down. We have the best security people. <laughs> Yeah, so it's good. All of these right-wing yeah. people are going to just give away all their personal information that will eventually get leaked because some hackers will uncover how poorly set up this whole system is. See, you don't get this stuff with Joe Biden. You don't get this kind of like tangential stories and stuff. It's just Washington insider speaking like him nodding. I mean, off. we got corn pop. That That's was like in the campaign story. That's when he was like filled full of crank in order to be yeah, able to fucking do campaign stops. Now he just falls asleep. He's just next think, to like the, the president of Slovakia. Just like his nose is in his tie. You know, that's it. <laughs> they need to bring corn pop to the debates for the next election. Like they did with with all of Bill Clinton's accusers when it was Trump versus Hillary. They were just all seated in the front row. Bring corn pop out. I have uncovered the real corn pop. And uh, he's not happy people. Not happy, folks. <laughs> it's very sad what Joe Biden did to corn pop. It'd be great if it was just a box of corn pops in the seat in the front row <laughs> with a marker, like a face drawn on it. <laughs> Mustache and eyes. We love corn pop, don't we, folks? We love him. <laughs> He's such a good guy. He's amazing. Look at that smile. I'm getting hungry now. The barbecue picture behind me wasn't enough, but now talking about breakfast cereals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that doesn't have food up. I should put some food. I'll put some Chevalier Dell since we... <laughs> We just I mean, that. I refuse to consider pumpkins to be food. So. <laughs> Fair enough. They are gross. Like every time I eat something with pumpkin in it, it just looks like it should be better than it is. And I like. Just, uh, are we sure we should be eating this? Is this like, like pumpkin sure? uh, butternut squash soup kind of like pumpkin squash soup kind of like that kind of what? Pump cream of pumpkin or something? I don't know. What are you talking about, Rob? It's just like who was I like pumpkin in soup form. 
It doesn't look appetizing as in it's before it's been cooked. It just looks like a lump of shit. And a lot of like, things don't look appetizing. Like just does uh, to like many vegetables look gross. Well, I have the same question about those. Like who looked at that and decided we should eat it? You know, like a like mm-hmm. a, a a squash or a or a cucumber or something. It just looks like something else you garbage. should do with those first. Or ribs. Uh, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. You said you're going to change your photo to Shvuyadel. Yeah. What What's the Shvuyadel in this photo? It's that the, you, the left. The left uh, pastry is a Shvuyadel with the pistachio. With the no, it, the, well, it's got like a little maraschino cherry in the middle of it there. Oh, I, I'm looking the other side. Uh, oh. so that looks like a cannoli. Yeah, I think it's similar to a cannoli. I could be what's wrong. The Maybe it's, is it that one? Yeah, I think it's that one. Rob, I don't it. think I've ever actually seen a Shvuyadel. I just know it's an Italian pastry. I just want Rob to take us through the process of him spelling Shvuyadel. I can't, I can't even begin. S-C-H? <laughs> no, it's S-F. It starts with S-F. I think it's S-F-O-G-L-I-A-T-E-L-L-E. Ask oh, Alexa. Shvuyadelli, I think, is the I right see. way to say I it. See. And it, then it's the Italian Oh, they're kind of like, uh, they're basically like lobster tails, essentially. But we're filled with cream cheese. They're like not with they're like uh, with. That's no, they're shaped with uh, custard. Oh. It's a shell-shaped, filled Italian pastry. Means small, thin leaf layer. That's what. Isn't that the guy means. from that band from Crazy Town? Shifty, shell-shaped. No? <laughs> shell shock. Oh, never mind. Come on, <laughs> you know it's that. mentioned in the Sopranos constantly. Oh yeah, going to go a few, a few Chevaliers. That's how. That's how I got on cannolis. They kept talking about cannolis and like bringing cannolis to fucking murder victims wives mm-hmm. i was like damn it you were jealous and of I, the, the the widows the, yeah and I, I had to go and uh go find an italian bakery and finally have a cannoli and honestly i was a little disappointed with well, my you know first what cannoli you, but i've since had good ones what you have to do with cannoli is get the whipped cream cannolis the one with custard i'm not a big fan of like yeah that's what, exactly it filling. like the custard is uh boring i don't like the custard it's too sugary but you're right they're having some cream filling-esque things that worked out much better i would say a cannoli with whipped cream filling is a, a god's gift to humanity this is very good but custard is gross and italian custard i really don't like italian custard i'll eat it all just as long as there's no pumpkin involved i'm good <laughs> pumpkin. pumpkin just ruins whatever it's in i feel like yes i can't think of and maybe i'm missing something there might be something good but i can't think of anything that has pumpkin that make that the pumpkin it might still be okay because it's something so delicious like a pie you know it doesn't kill it but it doesn't it pumpkin's not adding anything to yeah. it. it's detracting it's just a thing that's technically food <laughs> Yes. It's not good. It's just, well, this is you technically you could right. eat this. So yeah. we'll cover it in whipped cream. We'll put it in a pie crust. Here you go. It technically, it's not going to make you sick. Yeah. yeah. And it won't kill you. Yeah. Exactly. It'll help you shit better. Great. Here you go. That's just the seeds, though. Yeah. Well, no, I, when we had a, one of our previous cats had a constipation problem. So we would put pumpkin puree into his food <sighs> to help him shit better. And by the way, have you ever seen 
what comes out of a pumpkin when you like make a jack-o-lantern the, the guts shit that's in, it's uh-huh. disgust i wouldn't if like if that was the first thing i saw of a pumpkin i'd be like what the fuck are you feeding it's the same it's like, as what what comes in out of a melon though have you seen what's well, i hate of melons a too yeah, what a melon guy either. what i just hate the taste oh my god it's not even because of what it looks like i yeah. hate the taste of melon. Not a fan. whenever i get a fruit cocktail and there's like 47 melon pieces in there I'm well like, there's your problem the fruit cocktail grossly misrepresents melon because they're they're never ripe <laughs> they're never ripe enough uh they always take the unripe ones because they don't give a oh. shit and it it just tastes like a cucumber essentially which is not primo it's, melon you want it ripe and juicy and oh oh my it's god still not watermelon yes. melon for dinner I'm melon, not even melon, that big of a cantaloupe. fan of watermelon i'll be real with you what it's better, it's better than i don't know if i can shit like that but. i don't know if i could Keep doing a podcast with you, Darren. You it's have offended watery. Me. It's watermelon. It's called yes, watermelon. Yes, and it is the best. It is absolutely the best. I'll tell you exactly so what I don't like about watermelon. Okay, it's diluted. It looks like it should be the this flavorful thing, and it, you, you bite into it, and it's just like a mouthful of water. That's number one. No, you just number two you is it's shitty. mushy. You know what, Darren? You know what, Darren? It sounds like you haven't had good watermelon. Because I've had yes, the best, there is bad watermelon. I've had the just world's like, well, best watermelon. I've you have not. More, you I have put a, on I a mask and sat with Kanye watermelon. West <laughs> and ate eight hundred dollar a plate watermelon. I only had ah, uh, uh, what it tastes. It's all like sugary and like meaty. I'm actually curious. I've seen now. There's this vegan restaurant that prepares watermelon like a ham. Excuse uh, me. It's like Fuck smoked watermelon. Uh, let me look up this. Uh... I remember one time I had like one of my Russian relatives had a birthday lunch at a place at one of the Russian restaurants by where you grew up, Rob, on the boardwalk. They had pickled watermelon. It was horrendous. Oh, yeah. That, it, it's a yeah, sin I'm against not, God. It's a I'm not, yeah, motherfuckers will pickle anything, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not too crazy about pickled watermelon. But, but smoked water. You uh, just anything smoked. I'm just, just very curious about because the texture of it <laughs> looks like it's ham. Let, let me load one of these videos. Would that be better or worse? Do you want your watermelon to be ham like? I see. I don't like I need my watermelon to be ice cold, essentially. And salty. So, mm. so yeah, I can't imagine what it would taste like hot. And, so, and like you said, salty. So here's. All I'm thinking of is that, that kids in the hall sketch with the salty, salty ham. ham. That's fucking right. That's what it looks like. It looks like a ham. It's a ham, Fran. I guess we don't need the music, but yeah. So they essentially cut up. They cut the green off the watermelon, and then they smoke it as they would a ham. And uh, then I guess I'm curious. Uh, I, I'm torn on this because I have to say I I fully support people trying to do other things with food. I like this kind of inventiveness. I appreciate the creativity, but this specific thing just looks gross to me. Well, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even try it. I would try it. I, I just to say I had the experience, but I, yeah. I anticipate not liking it. And I think I'm open minded. I don't hate watermelon, by the way. I just think the level of orgasm you were. You don't it, love watermelon. And that's the problem. Yeah. You're <laughs> mad that I don't absolutely love it. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. I don't think yes. it's bad. It's certainly not as bad as a fucking cantaloupe. That's like the yeah. most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. I mean, uh, I don't know. 
it's one of life's great pleasures. How could you? How could you? Not, uh, well, honeydew is my least favorite. Oh wait, let me make sure I'm I'm not conflating them. He's such an expert; he doesn't even know which is. Yeah, yeah. The honeydew is 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 my least favorite. The green, the green one. The green ones they're not as good. I prefer the orange ones. That's where all the flavor is. Although sometimes they could be a little too salty. That's like a joke that every Italian guy tells, by the way. You know, what's your favorite food? Honeydew. Why? Because my wife, she says, honeydew this, honeydew that. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that joke a billion times at poker games. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you something. Speaking of foods that uh, one does or does not like, uh, remember we had a, um, a uh, seaweed episode? We did a pre-show little mm-hmm. clip. Or I tried seaweed and was you know, disgusted. It was like dried. Um, it was like sort of like it was like a seaweed like, chip. Yeah, I sort of got tricked into eating seaweed uh, because and here's <laughs> the twist to the story. I've always hated sushi because I don't like seafood. It's not the, the sushi itself. Like I, I don't hate the concept of sushi. It's just that it has fish in it. Yeah. I would well, like they, to eat they sushi. Make sushi without. Well, fish. I'm getting to that. So I like. Right. So I, 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 for example, I'd love to eat shrimp. I love the way it looks. It even smells great. I love deep fried things, but then I bite into it and it's got shrimp and I hate it. So I like you were about to say, Rob, I found a place that has chicken tempura sushi. Oh, yeah. Most places yeah, have that. Most now. Places have become they don't. I, I found this one and then I went to other ones because I happened to be in that area. And I was like, let me try. None of them ever huh. have chicken tempura sushi. Maybe I'm just getting bad luck. I don't know. Yeah. But I loved it. And then I was telling somebody, yeah, I finally ate sushi that I like. It doesn't have fish. And they go, but I thought you hate seaweed. I was like, yeah, yeah. But there's no, every sushi has seaweed in it. Yeah. That's just how they wrap it. It's I was like, motherfucker. Why are you ruining this for me? <laughs> But it did clearly rice. You can yeah. tell. It, it's just so, a vehicle to contain everything. Right. Yeah. It, it's tasteless. But my point yeah. is, it's what always bothered me about the seaweed was that I would go to Brighton Beach, step in the in the disgusting ass water when I was a kid. It's not as bad now, and get entangled in a web of seaweed, disgusting, mm-hmm. dirty seaweed. So I think I even said this at the time. That's the driving force yeah. behind why I hate seaweed. Mm-hmm. And it's still there, but I still eat the sushi anyway. I just forget that it has seaweed in it. It's just certain places have the seaweed on the outside of the rice and certain places have it on the inside. I'm guessing you had it on the inside of the rice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, so yeah, it's out of sight, out of mind. The rice is, uh, it's definitely on the outside. It's great. I might, maybe yeah. I should get that tonight when we're done wrapping up here. Nice. They also have like just sushi rolls with just vegetables in it. I need some protein. I don't yeah. know. Just but I'm just saying, like, you don't if you don't want to just get like three chicken tempura rolls, you want to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. actually started uh, experimenting more. I've gone the other way from you, uh, or rather, I'm eating like even grosser sushi, not grosser, just like the <laughs> more the more sushi esque sushi. I'm just getting the jellyfish. The, no, I have no, but I've had like all the the like uh, chefs tasting menu. I'll, I'll have mm-hmm. like a blind. Bring me whatever. I just I'm not too crazy. It depends on the place. If it's like a takeout yeah. place, I'm not doing the chef's tasting menu. If it's like a fancy, legit sit down sushi yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I started. Like uh, I got taken to a fancy place and did omakase, which is mm-hmm. essentially the chef's menu. And it was I was blown away by all the it was the freshest fish I'd ever eaten. All of it was just like so good. So I was very impressed. Yeah. Mm. 
Good stuff. Well, let's uh, as we wind down. I mentioned our Spotify uh, playlist, the Metal Injection Livecast Music Break. You can check that out on Spotify, and every week we each add a track to the playlist, and it's fun. Why don't you check it out? Check out what we're recommending. All right, why don't you, why don't you do it? Stop being a jerk. I do well, it. All right, good. Uh, so the Livecast Music Break. This week I picked a song called Piano Man. It's not about Billy Joel. Uh, from Ghostland Observatory. I really like these guys. I, think, I believe they're a duo from Austin, Texas. Speaking oh, of Austin, Sid. Maybe I and, saw them. Uh, it's really, really good because they kind of combine uh, like rock with dance elements. So it's very, very fun. It's not metal. There's some hardness, but I really enjoyed it. And it was got me through a bit of a, a road trip. I made it go by much faster. So they were really semi-hard? Is that what you're saying? Semi-hard, yeah. That's a good way to describe <laughs> Sid, what did you pick? I picked the song Inspire by the band Cave-In because it's my favorite Cave-In song because it sounds nothing like Cave-In. It's just like good, big radio rock, really well-produced, big production values, big catchy hooks, kind of stuff I go for. I feel like I maybe played it when we used to actually do real music breaks, but it's been long enough. I thought I could bring it back. It was in my head this week for some reason. Good song. And uh, Stephen Brodsky from Caven, he's now, uh, of course, in Mutoid Man, which is another excellent band. And he's on this new project called Converge Blood Moon. So he's in Converge, in this expanded version of Converge, him and Chelsea Wolfe, a wonderful singer who has a beautiful voice. Uh, they're basically part of this supersized Converge, and they're putting out an album next month. So I'm very curious about that. Keep it wolf, son. I love that name, Mutoid Man, because it's based on an old video game reference that probably two people mm-hmm. know about. Which video game? Smash TV. You ever see that one? It's like a game show. Like you're a contestant on a game show, and you got to run through all these stages, but like the host is just trying to send all these waves of robots at you to kill you. And one of the bosses is named Mutoid Man. Was it what system was it for? It was an arcade game. Oh, uh, yeah. But I think I also think it was. But it's great. Like they they really leaned into all the trappings of a TV game show. Huh. And you have the host, and the host is like, "Big money, big prizes, a new car." Like they really nailed all that shit. Huh. While you're getting shot and your limbs are blowing off and nice. all that stuff. Uh, so it's a really cool game. But I think it was on every platform. Like they did a port of it for Super NES and all that stuff. Okay. Huh. Darren, what did you pick? Oh, well, Noah and I were having a back and forth, I think, a week or two ago on here. Uh, and we were talking about what songs would be accessible for, like, uh, an Anthrax, someone to get into Anthrax when John Bush was in it. Because I think that his era of being in Anthrax is, like, kind of underrated. And they put out at least one really great album. Uh, so that, so I picked the song. I happened to be listening to that. So I said, Oh yeah, that reminds me of that conversation. So I picked black lodge by anthrax, which is sort of a twin peaks reference. It's not really like a, an overtly twin peaks themed song, but it sounds like it should be on the twin peaks soundtrack though. So that's cool. Right on. So that, those are our picks of the week. And we have plenty of picks from, uh, previous stitches previous weeks 
Yeah. There's like a lot of songs. Uh, and I want to mention our top live cast fans of the week. I didn't mention our Patreon. If you love the show, if you enjoy it and you want a little, little more metal injection live cast in your life, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash metal injection live cast. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes a month and video versions of all the episodes we've been doing for the last year and a half, including this episode. Uh, and you also get Sid's. He does like a little TV column and some other bonuses we throw in occasionally. This month's bonus episodes. We have two episodes, uh, two parts of our Thrash It or Trash It Metallica Blacklist super torturous episodes. <laughs> uh, so we went through the entire covers album of the Black Album. Metallica got 53 artists to cover songs off the Black Album. Many of them chose nothing else matters <laughs> or enter Sandman. Uh, but uh, we went through all of them. Most of them, we, we each had veto power to veto a few of the songs and, and most of us saved them for uh, nothing else matters. Sid saved it for even more of a personal vendetta. Uh, you can find out what that is. Uh, so that's on our Patreon. We have a ton of great timeless bonus episodes in the archives that you can watch anytime. They're not, you know, they're not dated or anything. We do watch alongs of bad movies and good movies and metal documentaries and Danzig's terrible horror movie and, and tons of really, really fun stuff. And I think later this week or early next week, if you want a sampling, I want to publish for free unlock as the kids say our watch along of the movie partners. Uh, we watched this really bad movie from the early aughts, was it? Or 2009. Oh, 2009. Uh, and it's a it's uh, based in South Brooklyn and the fucking movie budget completely fell off a cliff halfway into the film and you really notice it. And it's a terrible movie, but we had a really, really fun time dissecting it. So keep an eye out on our social media because we'll be posting that later in the week. Uh, so all that can be on our Patreon, five bucks a month, patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. We'll post that partners viewing as a little sampling of what you can get. And if you want to throw some more bones, if you really love us for 10 bucks a month, you get a little shout out at the end of the show. You get access to all the $5 tier perks. Plus this shout out to be a top live cast fan of the week. We'll get to the shout outs in a quick second, but I want to mention if you don't necessarily have the funds or don't want to give us the funds uh, to join our Patreon, that's fine. You can still support us by follow. Yeah, we don't care. Whatever. No big whoop. Uh, I mean, we care, but we're not going to stop being your friend because of it. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can still support us on social media, like our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. We're also on Discord 24-7. You can chat with us and fellow Livecast fans. The link is in this episode description and also on the on the webpage, metalinjection.net slash Livecast. So let's get to our top Livecast fans of the week. How should we do it? You're going to be Arn Anderson threatening to kill each of these people. I don't know about that. I said I it. It's do, locked in. You got to do I, it. I, I'm not. A, I don't have an Arn Anderson impression. You do now. What? You do now. <laughs> Just feel it from inside your soul. It'll come out. He's a bear. You're a bear. Make it happen. Uh, <laughs> do it as a wrestler that you do know who's who ate Arn Anderson. <laughs> Someone who you can impersonate. I'm, I'm just going to give give the shout outs regularly. 
Oh, okay. We have Eric, Benjamin. Darren, at least play gunshot sound effects in the background. Uh, yeah, let's do that. I was going to say shot him, shot him. <laughs> Eric. Hold on. Jeez. Eric. <laughs> Damn it, Eric. <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> El Dudorino. <laughs> Get off. Rock this Sam, I am Indy Mayer's Kipper Ginger The Source of Suicides Dallas Oh my god Pyro. Yeah. <laughs> Hugo likes tacos Landon eggs Look right. <laughs> Doug Pigman. Uh, and then we got who gave Rob the hickey? Good question. Douglas, who are you, Levison? Skipped one. Scooby Doo 182. Hey, guys. It's Josh. Let's destroy the shit out of that one. <laughs> it's a grenade for that one. <laughs> okay. We're going to charge his Patreon account extra for all the extra ammunition we had to use for the shout out. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. All right. Well, that's our show. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. We kiss you. And we'll see you next week. Love. Goodbye. Goodbye. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on. Come on.